0: to the Feed You Podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Alisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm so grateful you're here. Whether you're joining me over on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast. This is part two of our two part series that we started last week. That is all about tying your 2021 into a nice little neat bow and jumping into 2022 to achieve more success than you are even imagining right now. So last week, if you missed that episode, I'm going to highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was a great episode where we talked about how 2021 really didn't turn out like we thought it would, um, as a world, and that you may be struggling with your mojo a little bit. And when we were in that episode, um, I thought it was really important that I give you some action steps to not only reignite your mojo, but get you ready for 2022. And so to accompany this episode and last week's episode, I have created, a guide for you called reigniting your mojo for a successful 2022, something like that. And, um, you can grab that guide and I'm going to encourage you to go grab it, download it and start filling out the questions. Because a lot of those questions are things that we as business owners will avoid or not get to <laughs> procrastinate about but they are the things that are going to move our business forward. Because if we take the time to do those deep dive questions that are included in that guide, um, we're going to create a pathway to success. That, um, is going to keep us motivated, even during the hardest times like 2020 and 2021. So you can grab that guide at alisaconnor.com forward slash 2022. And, um, without further ado let's jump into this week's episode where we're planning our success now we want to put a bow on 2021 and we're going to be like oh bless you thank you for um being part of our lives whether it was the best year ever or a struggling year or maybe a combination of the two and so one of the first things we can do is to sit down and take inventory of what happened this year and let me tell you, if you're anything like me, it's hard to remember what the heck happened last week, let alone what happened in January. So if you haven't gotten in the habit of taking notes or journaling or something like that, I highly recommend that you, inc- that you create that habit for the upcoming year, because one of my favorite quotes that, um, I can't remember who the quote, who, who says the quote, but it's something, um, around people overestimate what they can get done in a day and they underestimate what they can get done in a year. And so when we look back over the last 12 months and we look at where we were in January, we were still shut down, um, for the most, for the most part, most of us were still either working remotely or, you know, um, continuing to work from home. A lot of the things that we were used to, uh, being able to do like travel and going out to concerts and things like that, all of those things were still shut down. So reflect on where were you with your goals? Maybe you were kind of like, why bother? (laughs) Like why bother having goals this year? Or maybe you were like, oh, you know, I have goals, but I'm just not going to get to them until later in the year. Or maybe you were just like, Nope, I've got goals and I'm going to power through. And so, but not knowing, you know, your personal situation, it's helpful if you can look back and go, okay, this is what I was thinking. This is what I really wanted to do. And so for me, as an example, one of the things that I really wanted to do was to launch my online program. And I did achieve that goal and I was very disappointed with the results that I got from, from launching that, um, program. And so I kind of let that goal drift a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, well, I probably shouldn't have done that. But there was a lot of different, you know, reasons behind why, why things went on. And so the last thing I want is for you to look back on your goals and beat yourself up. What I do want you to do is say, okay, what are the lessons here? What are the things that I, that I learned that I can use as takeaways that I can use as stepping stones for 2022, but without revisiting where we've been, what we've done or what didn't get done, it's really hard to jump into the new year because we're holding on to all of the emotions and then the connotations associated with those previous actions, lack of actions, goals, um, not meeting goals, all of that stuff. And so when you are doing that reflection, I want you to check in in three places. One is, what is the emotion that you've attached to, you know, meeting or not meeting that goal? why do you think you have that emotion? And is it an emotion that you want to keep? Or is it an emotion that you keep kind of pushing away? And then the other, uh, the third piece of that is how is it showing up in your body? And so here's a perfect example. Recently, um, my son was in a car accident. I mentioned that last week and he's fine. Um, he was hit, he was T-boned and it could have been a lot worse. So he's fine but I've noticed like since that happened, my mid back has been hurting. And part of that is the emotional strain of like, okay, I've got one more thing that I need to take care of that I'm responsible for. And so I'm carrying that stress in my back. And so you may be carrying stress in other parts of your body that are associated with what you did or did not accomplish in 2021. So I want you to tune into that because emotions, are expressed in our bodies through typically through pain. Like we don't pay attention as human beings, unless it hurts. And so if you have that and you have something that like maybe since January, you're like, oh, my knees has been hurting me. Tune in and go, okay, why is your knee hurting? And is it associated with how you feel about meeting or not meeting your goals? And so that's part one is to one, pat yourself on the back that you made it through the year to revisit where you had intended to be last year or in January. Um, what, what your intentions were for right now where you are now and what the emotions and physical, um, components of the, the meeting or not meeting those goals could be. Okay. So number two, Um, is we got to have a vision for 2022. So maybe you didn't set goals in 2021, or maybe you didn't have a vision for where you wanted your business to, to be at the end of the year. And I can tell you from experience, the years that I have been very clear about where I want to be and the vision for my company have been way more productive, way more profitable and way more fun the, the years like 2021 for me was really a struggle, um, because I had a really busy 2020 and I was really clear at the end of 2019, what I wanted my 2020 to be like. And when you create the vision, it gives your life direction. (laughs) It gives you purpose to aim forwards. And in 2021, I did not take the time to do that. I was busy. I was cleaning up on projects. I just, you know, I kind of haphazardly did some things. I couldn't get together with my typical, um, business bestie and plan the year. Like we usually do, we we do a little getaway for two or three days and it just, it really showed this year. And I was like, Oh, isn't that interesting? So rather than judging where, uh, you know, things went wrong, there was an awareness there. And so I want to encourage you to create a really clear vision because when you have a vision and you include in there things like, what do you want to do? How do you want to feel in your business? People don't take into consideration. How do you want to feel? And how do you achieve balance between what you want to do and how you want to feel? Now let's step back for just a second and talk about how you want to feel in your business. Most entrepreneurs start a business because they have something they want to bring and birth into the world that comes from vision. That's why this is such an important piece of your planning. When you have that vision, you have a feeling attached to that vision. And if you get into a position where you're working in your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, um, journey, and it starts to feel like a a burden, like you have to do it. Um, that the hustle is leading to burnout then something is a muck and we have to revisit why we feel that way. Whereas if you are, if you're feeling like, oh, I can do this task for hours or I feel like I'm really in the zone or, you know, things are really going great. Then you check in with that feeling and go, okay, I need to do more of this. And where this typically shows up is when newer businesses are starting to grow. They're starting to get traction. They've got clients, they've got, um, you know, they're building the business and they're still trying to do it all themselves. And I am raising my hand because one of my goals this year was to hire help. And it's been, I'm going to just frankly say it, plug your ears, kids, half-assed. I have not done a good job of outsourcing and it is definitely on my vision for 2022 to I have very specific positions that I'm going to be hiring for. And it's because I've been in that mode of, I just got to get it done. And when you're in the mode of, I just got to get it done. You can't let go of the things that are eating up your time and your energy. And you don't know what those things are unless you do a a check-in. And so where that can start is with laying out your vision for your company and figuring out, you know, what it is you really love to do and how you can do more of that and what else needs to be done in the business. So for example, one of the things in my business that I literally never make time for, because I just don't want to do it is social media. And so I have, um, (laughs) repeatedly invested in a, (laughs) in a social media program. Oh, I just have to laugh because it's so ridiculous. Uh, repeat it. And it's an excellent program. That's the pathetic part is I have repeatedly invested in the social media program to do nothing with it. Um, because I just keep procrastinating. And so I have decided that that investment will be well worth its money and weight in gold because I'm going to outsource that social media and have them plug into that program, um, as me, and then start utilizing that resource for my team. And so never worry about whether or not you've spent money on something, if you're going to use it or not, because ultimately there is a way to make use of it. And like I said, this program is excellent. I have, um, learned so much in that program but it's just a matter of like, I haven't implemented. So now comes the implementation. And so if you can't laugh at it, then you got to step back and look at it from a different direction. (laughs) Oh, so, okay. So you've got a vision and you've done your check-in to see if, you know, what you really want and how you want to feel is in alignment with what you want to do. So you're trying to figure out balance. Like what are the things that you need to do? What are the things that should be outsourced? And you know, if you feel like you can't outsource those, what can you put into place so that you're ready when you do have, um, the capacity to outsource that stuff, um, that you can just hit the button and go. And so, um, that's creating like the, the, the world of this is what I want to see in 2022, the vision for where I want my company to be and it's very broad and it's big and maybe you have some big hairy audacious goals that you set for the year. And, um, you create parameters around those. I always recommend, I wouldn't set more than like three to five goals. You can always, um, set more as the year goes on, but if you have a ton of goals, it's really hard to focus on the things that you want to get done. And I have found that from experience. So I really limit my, um, big goals for the year to, to somewhere between three and five. I can always add more if I need to, um, if I meet those goals, but at the beginning of the year, rather than feel overwhelmed, I, I sort of limit where, you know, I want to focus my energy and my attention. So step number three is to create action steps. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. They're like, Oh, I have my vision and I've got, you know, all the things down that I want to do and it's going to be so great. And, Um, then, you know, get to about the third week of January and everybody's just right back to the pattern of what they were doing before. And as an entrepreneur, this is not only dangerous for your business, but, um, it's a great way to go out of business. So as an entrepreneur, you're a visionary. And so you've got to have a vision for your future, but then you've also got to take action toward that vision. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in the employee mindset of, we just got to keep doing job after job, after job, after job, Um, and whoever will pay us great. That's what we're going to do. But that is not a plan for long-term success or happiness because that just puts you back into the mode of being an employee. Only you're working a lot more hours for a lot less money. (laughs) So I want to get you in the habit of planning out your action steps. And the way I do this with my clients is I say, okay, so here's your big three goals. And I do this for myself as well. Here's your big three goals. What are the action steps that we need to take every quarter? Like, what are the things we need to do quarterly to reach that goal? And so, for example, if, if you are going to launch an online program, you've got to have a a runway period in a quarter where you're building relationships, you're building trust, you're getting more people on your email list that sort of like build up until you launch your product. And then you've got to have time within your quarter to launch the product. And so you've got to have promotions in there. You've got to, um, increase the people that are joining your email list. You've got to, um, create all of the sales and launch copy and components for that funnel for that launch. And then you've got to create all of the nurturing components, for people once they're within the launch. And then you've got to create all the sales emails, um, that are happening during and after the launch. And then last but not least, you've got to have something in that period where you're onboarding and welcoming the new people, um, that have become customers into your world. And so there's philosophy behind all of those steps and why, why they should be done that way but ultimately it comes from creating emotional stability, emotional connection and, um, security with your leads. They want to feel like they can trust you. They want to feel like, um, you care about them and their problem. And ultimately when they purchase from you, they want to feel like they've made the right decision. And so that takes planning. Like you can't wing it. Trust me. I've tried. Um, when you wing it, you are pulling your hair out. You're pulling all nighters. And then you start to feel like you're getting burned out. And so when you have a plan in place, you know, okay. You know, the day that you wake up and you're like, Oh, I just don't feel like working today. Don't feel like doing it. And trust me, I've, (laughs) I've had many of those days, but if you have an action plan, laid out not only for the quarter, but then you break that down into monthly tasks. So let's say your, your launch is happening in March. So January, you need to be creating content on a regular basis, promoting that content, getting people on your email list, doing podcast interviews, all of the promotion pieces, so that you're priming and warming up your audience for that March launch. And so you take those quarterly tasks and you break them up monthly by when they need to be done. And then you take it one step further and break them down weekly and then daily. And so it becomes, um, the epitome of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so no, I would never eat an elephant. That just made me very uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. So (laughs) if you know anything about me, I really like elephants. Um, but the, saying stands true. If you can break things down into bite-sized pieces, it's much easier to accomplish and reach those goals that you've set for the year. And so when you create those action steps, maybe it's just two or three steps a day, but it's leading you towards accomplishing the big goal for the week, the big goals for the month, the big goals for the quarter that ultimately lead you to the big goals for the year. And so when you're planning your success, I want you to look at your goals, And I want you to break them down into four quarterly goals and they can be the same thing. So maybe your goal is I want to launch my course four times this year. And then you pick your, your times. When are you gonna launch it? March, June, September, December, you know, whatever that looks like. And then you back it up from there. You figure out, okay, so if I'm gonna launch in March, then I need to have this stuff done in January, this done at stuff done in February and this stuff done in March. And then if I need to, um, have this stuff done in January, well, I know that there's a holiday that month and there's some stuff going on in December. So what do I need to do to ensure that I'm meeting January's goals and what needs to be done now so that we're ready for January. And so, um, breaking it down into those action steps and regularly checking in on where you're at in the process, and where you need to be is going to help you stay on task. It's going to help you reach your goals and it's going to help you become more profitable and feel better about where you're at next year in December, um, for where you're setting your goals now for next year. And then, um, the, the last thing that I want to point out here is that, um, actually there's one other thing. So the other thing you need to consider when you're creating those goals is like, are there going to be changes in your business? So for example, a big change that a lot of entrepreneurs go through is that maybe they have a new product offering, or maybe they're, um, repackaging a current offering. And so how does that fit into the scheme of your goals? Is that part of, you know, um, the launching process for those products? Is it going to be encompassed in another way? Are you only doing that once a year? So, when you're creating that plan take into consideration all of the facets of your business so that you can be sure to include those in the plan and you're not like oh crap i forgot (laughs) we have a new product that we're launching and we didn't put it in the plan because often that can happen which is why it's really great to have a partner in crime that you trust um, to help you walk through that plan and figure out oh yeah didn't you say blah 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 and or review the plan with somebody. If you can't meet in person or you can't meet on zoom, um, just say, Hey, could you look over my plan and see if you see any holes in it? And if they do, they'll be like, Oh yeah, what about this? Remember you said this, then you have a, a second set of eyes on that. So, and if you have a team, even better have your team in on the discussion because they're a part of, um, the implementation piece of that plan. And so the same goes for tasks. you may have like 20 tasks that need to be done, but you forgot five. And so, um, for example, one of the things that I cover in depth in the Email Breakthrough Academy course is talking about all of the components you need to have for setting up an email funnel. And, um, one of the uh, modules in there is that it talks about the number of email sequences that really should be in place for your business. And I think it's upwards to like 13, 13 different email sequences. And so a lot of people think, um, that, you know, Oh, I have my lead magnet email funnel set up. I'm ready to go. And that's like just the bottom layer of cake in a three layer cake. No frosting, no middle yum, yum. It's just like the bare bones of what you need. So in that program, um, I list out all the different action steps that you need to be setting up those funnels. And so, um, kind of looking at that plan and seeing, you know, okay, is something missing? Did we get this piece done and having a checklist for whoever it is, you or whoever is on your team to help implement all of those different components. And then last but not least, I want you to look at when you're creating those action steps that you are planning in some downtime, because as entrepreneurs, we tend to just go at it full throttle. And then we wake up one day and we're like, God, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. And it's like, yeah, because you've been on three full throttle for three, four, five, six months, and you haven't given yourself any time to manage the stress in your life, manage speed bumps that have come up, manage change in direction, um, whatever it might be. And so when you add in some planned downtime, you give yourself the opportunity to breathe, <laughs> reconnect with your vision, and make sure you're on track because ultimately if you're not tracking your vision, no one else is going to do it in your business. And so that is step number three is to create those action steps and just make sure that you are planning out all of the different things going on in your business, the action steps, quarterly, monthly, and, um, weekly to get, to get to your goals. And then last, but not least, is to, you know, make sure you're adding in some time for downtime. So you don't have burnout and you don't have, um, irregularity and balance because balance in a business that you own is very hard to achieve, especially if you're not intentional about it. And so when you become intentional and you realize, Oh, the whole reason I started this gig was to have time to, you know, connect with family and do do all of the things that, um, I couldn't do when I was working for someone else. So be available for my kids or, um, spend time at the beach, go diving, you know, all of the things that the whole reason you started a business was to not have someone else control your time. But if your business is controlling your time because you haven't put boundaries there and you haven't checked in and done a balance check, then, um, you're right back to where you started. So that is step number three. And then number four, this is another, um, Version of check in, and so we talked about balance, but I really want you to do a three part check in when you're checking, doing that check of balance, and that is check in with your head like, how are things feeling in your head? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you, you know, what's going on up here? And then you need to do a check with your heart because if this is feeling out of balance, this is definitely out of balance. And if your heart is out of balance and your head doesn't feel out of balance, then something isn't jiving. And so head, heart, and then always your gut, because if your head, your heart, and your gut agree about something, there is no way you can go wrong. But if you're just moving ahead with your, with your head, and what's going on with your brain, it's easy to get off track. It's easy to forget about why you started this business and why you're doing what you do. And it'll make you feel like you're not getting anywhere like you're stressed, like, (laughs) um, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And it's because you've lost track of where your heart and your gut are. And so when you do that check-in, I want you to ask yourself the question, you know, okay, so my, my heart feels out of balance. What needs to shift? Is it that, you know, I'm doing too much work that is doesn't fulfill me and that I need to bring somebody else on, or is it that, um, my confidence is taking a a beating and I don't know how to boost myself up. And, um, that's a reality of being an entrepreneur. Like your confidence building skills have to be top notch in this gig. And it sucks. So, um, I would like to tell you there's an easy answer to that, but there's not, but doing regular check check-ins is going to keep you from falling off course, from not getting your goals accomplished the way you want to, And also staying in touch with your life because we only get this one precious life. And if we are wasting it because we're chasing goals or dreams that aren't even ours, that isn't going to make us happy. In fact, it's going to make us miserable and we're going to want, we're going to want to give up. And so when we do those regular check-ins of like what needs to shift and how do I shift it? We have a much higher success rate of not only reaching our vision and our goals, but in changing the world and impacting others, the way that we intended. So that's what I have for you this week. The five, no, no, four, four steps to creating a plan for your success in 2022, just as a wrap up. Um, no, there are five, you yeah, no, there's four steps. Boy, is it almost the end of the year or what? Uh, number one is to revisit what happened this year. Number two was to create your vision and get broad and brilliant with it. Number three is to create your action steps, both quarterly, monthly, and weekly. And then last but not least is to do regular check-ins to see where you're at. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. Once again, if you are wanting to do the work and really dive into creating a success plan for 2022, I encourage you to go grab my free resource, uh, reigniting your mojo and planning your 2022 success. You can grab that at alisaconnor.com forward slash 2022 two, zero, two, two. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you next week. I have a new episode coming. Oh my gosh. It's, I can't believe it's almost right before Christmas. Um, but my new episode is it's going to be a really, um, (laughs) oh my gosh, really valuable podcast. Um, talking all about the art of conversation and why it's going to be important in your marketing in 2022 and also beyond. So I look forward to seeing you next week in the meantime, take care, be well and stay safe. See you soon.